our righteousness is only by faith. So today we will read Romans chapter 9, verse 30 to 33 for our devotional. Welcome and good morning. What shall we say then? That Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness had attained it, that is, a righteousness that is by faith. But that Israel who pursued the law that would lead to righteousness did not succeed in reaching that law. Why? Because they did not pursue it by faith, but as if it were based on works. They have stumbled over the stumbling stone, as it is written, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. Yes, our righteousness is only by faith, according to Paul here. Paul once again asked this standard question after making a profound and difficult point that it's not because of their this that they descend from the from the lineage of Abraham that they are entitled to salvation, but God's mercy will be shown to both Jews and Gentiles, as He is the sovereign God who chooses, who who had the prerogative to choose who will receive His grace and mercies. So he said here, or he asked this question, what shall we say then? The Jewish readers might have asked in their minds, and Paul has preempted this question, are you saying that the Gentiles who didn't even try to become righteous before God have received righteousness from God because of their faith? Precisely, this was the point of Paul. Whether Jews or Gentiles or anybody, righteousness is received only by faith alone. So in contrast, these Jews has insisted to pursue righteousness through the law. But according to Paul here, no success. Why they are not successful? Because in Romans chapter 3, verse 10 and 23, we know that everyone is a sinner. Nobody can perfect the law. Nobody can fulfill the law. They were blinded. Just like the Pharisees in the past and Paul was a former Pharisee who was blinded also. Paul argues that Jesus' sacrifice would be unnecessary if righteousness before God is obtained by following the law. Look at what he writes in Galatians chapter 2, verse 21. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. So Paul was saying here that if righteousness is by following the law, then Christ's coming is of no purpose. We can, If we can be saved by following the law, we are nullifying the death and the sacrifice of Christ at the cross because we can fulfill the law ourselves. The fact is that nobody can fulfill the law and obey the law and really literally perfect the law. That's why Jesus came in order to sacrifice for our sins as his act of love for us. Paul was blameless with respect to the law. That was his testimony in Philippians chapter 3. He said in Philippians chapter 3, verses 8 and 9, Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. 
Now, Paul was arguing that if there was somebody who was who has the credentials, who has the resume to be proud about his religion, about his obedience to the law, Paul was number one. He said, regarding the law, I was blameless. He was a Pharisee who kept the law, but he counted everything as rubbish or nothing, dung, worthless, in order that he may be able to gain Christ or Christ righteousness. In other words, Paul was saying that the law, following the law, is of no use because it is not the way that we can obtain righteousness in God. It's only by faith in Christ. Why did, why did the Jews or why did the Israelites insist to follow the law? It's because they were blinded. And they stumbled against Jesus, who is the stumbling stone. As Paul quoted the Isaiah 28, verse 16 here, they rejected that stone. That stone is Christ. He is the stumbling stone before the Jews. But actually, Jesus is the cornerstone. In the Gospels, we know that when Jesus claimed and declared that he was the Messiah, when he healed the sick, when he forgave sins, the religious leaders, particularly the Pharisees and the others, were mad, were furious that he only was a man. Why, did, why is it that he claims that he can forgive sins? Why is it that he claims that before Abraham was, was um, before he was born before Abraham? So they were offended by Jesus' claim. Paul argues here to that statement of Isaiah in Isaiah 28 verse 16 that they stumbled because they did not believe and they rejected the Messiah, the, the, the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the, the cornerstone who became the stumbling stone for the Jews. Now, naturally, if you are walking and you don't notice a stone or a big rock before you, you know, you will be bumping into it. You'll stumble with it because you're not looking or you're, you're rejecting it. I remember one time when I was riding my bike many years ago into this dark pathway. There was no light. I didn't realize that there was a big lug that was placed across the street or across that narrow, narrow road. And I bumped into it and I flew and and, uh, and, and lost control of my bike. Actually, I, was, I hurt myself because I did not see the lung. It is as if that the Jews also did not see that Jesus, who is the cornerstone, they ignored and rejected him, who is the cornerstone and became a stumbling stone. I hope that we will not trip over by the claims of the Lord Jesus Christ. Some people, they cannot accept that Jesus Christ is God. They cannot accept that Jesus is the second person of Trinity, that he is the son of God. But the Bible tells us here, according to Isaiah, that he who believes in him will not be put to shame. With respect to our security, that we are righteous before God, that we should not be condemned, that we should not be judged and experience the wrath of God someday, is because 
of the Lord Jesus Christ. What he did at the cross was the perfect sacrifice that was accepted by the Father. And he who believes in him should not perish, should be not be put to shame, but will be eternally secured. So we trust that you and I, if you are listening right now and you have some doubts about Jesus, I hope that you will remove that doubt and will trust him as your personal Lord and Savior. There is no other way that he could be righteous before God apart from this gift from God. He is the chief cornerstone. He is the provided stone. He can be a stumbling block to the Jews, but he does not need to be a stumbling block to you because he is the rock, the stone that is the chief cornerstone and we can believe him and we will always be safe in him. We, we pray that many people will come to, to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their chief cornerstone, that they will be saved, not because of their righteousness, not because of their goodness, but because of their trust and belief on the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father, thank you so much for this morning, for your word. We pray to Father that we will stay in our hearts. Thank you for your promise, Lord, in Isaiah 28, 16, and quoted by Paul here, that you have given us a stone, a tried stone, although it was a stumbling block to the Jews, but for us who believe, he is the chief cornerstone, and he cannot be moved, Lord. He is the rock impregnable that we can rely and we can take shelter. Lord, thank you that you promised in Romans 8, verse 1, that if anyone is in Christ, there is now therefore no condemnation. Thank you, the Father, that we can say this with, with peace and, and joy in our hearts, Lord, because we have this as a gift from you. It's not because of our goodness and our, our um, deeds and wonderful things that we do, but because only of your mercies and grace. Lord, thank you that we can spread the message of the gospel to others, Lord. I pray that you'll open their eyes as well, that they will not stumble, that they will see this beautiful gospel and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. In his name we pray. Amen. Music